Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. I'm your host, Jeff. Tonight, Dave and I wish you a very Merry Christmas, the day we focus our minds and hearts on the moment that history changed for all humanity, the day God came to be with us. For most of you listening to the broadcast, Christmas Day is winding down. If you're listening on the podcast, you're probably fixing something that is made of plastic or just simply returning gifts. Regardless, Christmas is a special time. And tonight, Dave, Tara Kay, and I hope to help you realize the joy that this day brings. All too often, we get caught up in the whirlwind of gatherings, of the shopping, of the crowds, the malls, and all the craziness, the busyness of meals, gift exchanges, festivities, and then the all-too-common cleanup when all is said and done. Some of us are battling depression and maybe an overwhelming sense of grief. So tonight, or whenever you find yourself listening to this show, we hope to make your Christmas a little warmer, a little brighter, with some of our stories and favorite scripture reading selections about the real Christmas story, Jesus' birth. Enjoy! Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah 53, 1-12 Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. This was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet God laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servants will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of victorious soldier, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many 
and interceded for rebels. Tara, could you share one of your favorite Christmas memories with us? Well, I have a pretty funny Christmas memory, so I'll share that. I have some good good Christmas memories, but there's a really funny one that I'll tell. Um, in high school, I was a part of a traveling, we were called the Madrigals. So we were a traveling group of students. We traveled around to different Christmas parties and retirement homes, different venues um, through the month of December. And we sang Christmas tunes, follow la la ones, you know, without, it was all... Um, without music or anything. And I was pretty excited to be part of this group. It was pretty prestigious. You had to audition and I didn't think I would make it. And and I made it and we had to dress up in medieval costumes. So we got to wear these, you know, the girls got to wear some pretty cool dresses. The guys had to wear tights. So that wasn't really that thrilling for them. But it was fun. We got out of school sometimes and sometimes the venues were after school. So we'd all go together to these events and it was pretty fun. Um, one time we were going to be singing at... Um, the mental hospital for some patients there. And a friend of mine and I, we were driving and we didn't know where we were lost. We were driving around. We ended up in somebody's private driveway and it said, you're on camera. You're going to, I don't know. It was threatening. So we were all nervous because we were late. And so finally we just decided we're going to have to stop and ask. So we stopped at a pizza place, all dressed up in our medieval costumes and asked, where's the mental hospital? (laughs) And I'm sure the people... In there, thought, well, that's about where you belong <laughs> because we uh, came in in all of our funny costumes and stuff. And we ended up getting there on time and it was pretty fun. And one of my favorite memories of that too was probably my favorite song is Silent Night around Christmas time. And we would sing a version, we'd sing the first verse, and then the second time we'd sing it in German. And you know, a lot of people in Wisconsin, we have a lot, a, a lot of German heritage in this area. And many of the the people, especially in the retirement homes, would start to tear up because hearing it sung and we'd sing it in German and hearing it sung in German, it would just bring back really sweet Christmas memories for them. And that was probably one of the most special Christmas memories that thinking back, it was one of my most favorite times of the year and singing Christmas songs and just being with friends and making people happy was, it was wonderful. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. We welcome you back to our very special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can chat with our live coaches anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to the show. Here's Dave with another selection from Scripture that highlights part of the Christmas story. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Micah 5, 2-5 But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength. In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace."
Tara, what is Christmas like for you? I think Christmas reminds me so much of just being a child. It, I mean, Christmas is about kids and the excitement and presents and stuff. And so I, I really loved Christmas as a kid. My family had some traditions. We, we usually opened our gifts on Christmas Eve, so we'd all go to church together. And one of my favorite things was um, singing Silent Night. At the end of the service, we'd all have our candles, and I would try to make my candle last the longest. When the pastor said, blow them out, I would try to make mine last the longest. And then we'd all go home. We'd After church, we'd all drive around the neighborhood, look at all the Christmas lights, and then we'd have a meal together. We'd open presents, and then we'd always watch the movie It's a Wonderful Life after that. And we'd Usually, I would fall asleep before the end of the movie, but to this day, it's one of my favorite movies, and we still do that as a tradition. We have meal together in presence and it's a wonderful life and now a scripture selection from dave galatians 4 4 to 7 but when the fullness of time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and because you are sons God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Tara, we've been talking about some of our favorite Christmas memories on the show this week, and some of your memories of favorite Christmas movies, what would they be? There's a lot of Christmas movies that I enjoy. I really don't watch movies a lot throughout the rest of the year, but Christmas movies are some of my favorites. I love Home Alone. We use, I think they used to show that on Thanksgiving night, so we'd all watch that together with my grandparents after the meal. Elf has become one of my new favorites. I love the old classics, too. I love Rudolph, the little claymation ones. And I really love It's a Wonderful Life, I think, I've kind of always related to that story in a sense because I sometimes feel like George Bailey, the main character who wants to move and go other places, and I have, but then somehow I always end up back in Wisconsin. <laughs> but it's just a really sweet story, and at the end of it, it, it has a very happy ending. So that's probably my favorite. Matthew 1, 18-25 This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, Son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus.
We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hopenet Radio on Q90FM. It's our special Christmas edition of Hopenet Radio. Join the Christmas tweet back right now on social media. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Show us what your Christmas is like. And now, back to the show. Luke 1, 26 through 55. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of the Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Oh, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of this lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy. He has done great things for me. He shows me mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Matthew 2, 1-12 Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he, for who has been born the king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, 
are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Terrence, we've been talking about some of our Christmas memories and even some family traditions. Tell me about the Christmas shoeboxes. So the Christmas shoeboxes, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with this. It's with Samaritan's Purse. A lot of churches do it. You get a shoebox and you fill it with all kinds of goodies and crayons and gifts for kids, and they send it all over the world. There's just been the most amazing stories of the kids who have received these these boxes. And my family really started doing that tradition a couple years ago. My mom first said, Hey guys, this Christmas we're all going to do something. We're going to forego presents and just do something for, for kids that are in need. And at first I was a little apprehensive because, you know, presents, I mean, come on, that's a little scary, but it ended up being just a really neat Christmas because we all got our boxes and filled them. And, um, you can even send a letter or a note to the child and they put the, the salvation message in there for them too. And just, there's been so many wonderful stories of kids that have gotten these boxes and ended up even meeting their families that, that sent them box to them in the future. Now, having worked with some refugees in the area, I've actually gotten to talk to them and they mentioned how when they were in their home country, they actually received boxes from the U.S. through Samaritan's Purse. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Every teen needs positive interactions every day. It's why many teens visit the online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. Through Groundwire, adults like you volunteer two to four hours per week sharing wisdom and encouragement with young people searching for that one positive voice in a world blaring with negatives. You can be that positive voice. We're adding 20 new coaches to our online coaching team. Learn more at HopeNet360.com slash coach. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. Welcome to a very special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. I'm your host, Jeff. Tonight, Dave and I wish you a very Merry Christmas, the day we focus our minds and hearts on the moment that history changed for all humanity, the day God came to be with us. For most of you listening to the broadcast, Christmas Day is winding down. If you're listening on the podcast, you're probably fixing something that is made of plastic or just simply returning gifts. Regardless, Christmas is a special time, and tonight, Dave, Terakay, and I Hope to help you realize the joy that this day brings. And now, 
Back to HopeNet Radio. Luke 2, 1-20 In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And when they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. And in this same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. All right, Tara, tell me something I don't know already about Christmas. Okay, well, fun fact. So I was doing a trivia. I played a trivia night game. Here was one of the questions about Christmas. How much do people spend on Christmas decorations each year? How much do Americans spend on Christmas decorations each year? I'm going to say, you're talking dollars? Dollar amount. Yeah, dollar. Probably, the whole shebang, all the decorations. All the decorations. Okay, that's that's got to be... I would say maybe fifty million. Fifty million? Oh, it's definitely more than that. How much is it? Six billion dollars. Get every year in Christmas here. decorations. So that includes the LED lights, your sixteen foot inflatable Santa, all the decorations in front of your house, your Christmas tree. Six billion dollars every year. Merry Christmas. Here's Tara with another selection from Scripture that highlights part of the Christmas story. John 1, 1 through 1-18 In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness could never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. 
the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the world he created, but the world did not recognize him. He came into his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. First Timothy 1, 15-17 The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of who I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example of those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. We welcome you back to our very special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. Remember, you can chat with our live coaches anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason sitting down tonight. Talk about next year. 2017 is literally days away. It's hardly, you can hardly think in terms of weeks anymore. 2017 is a big year for you guys at Silver Birch Ranch. Can you talk about some of the things coming up next year that are happening at Silver Birch Ranch? Yeah, you know, we're really excited because for some reason, God has allowed us to exist for 50 years. I mean, in, in 1967, in November of 1967, um, this place was bought uh, by my dad, who was a pastor. It's a nonprofit. We don't own it, but, but it was bought at that time by faith and a borrowed down payment. And it's an amazing story for the last 50 years than how we're even here and the thousands of people that God has allowed us to influence. And, and through that time, our first summer then was in 68. Some people are confused. They say, well, you started in 68, it would be 18. No, we were bought in 67, so it makes it 50 years in 2017. And actually, if you count it, it's our 50th summer as well from 1968 till now. So we're, we're celebrating it this year. And we're excited about that. What are we doing? Jason's with us. He's actually our program director. And uh, what are we doing this summer? Oh, we're doing. We're we're having a lot of fun for sure. Uh, But we're doing a special. We have a special family camp, which is around the Fourth of July weekend, and we're kind of calling that our fiftieth anniversary family camp, where we're inviting anybody and everybody to come and join us. Uh, We do have some cabins available still, so if you want to join us, just go on to SilverBirchRanch.org and click on the summer tab. And you can see what cabins we have left for that. Uh, but then also knowing that that'll probably end up filling up or, or there might be, you know, you might not be able to commit to that whole family camp week. We are doing a one-day celebration, and that'll be on July 1st. And we have a lot of lot of things planned. We want to be able to, to look back and, and just reminisce a little bit to celebrate God's faithfulness. And so we have different activities that we'll be doing all day. And then our hope is to have a big main session in the evening uh, that we want to invite everybody to and then just uh, kind of celebrate and in, in, in fashion just God's faithfulness to this place. So if you've ever been to Silver Birch Ranch or if you've had family that's come to Silver Birch Ranch or if indirectly Silver Birch Ranch has influenced your life, we'd love to have you come and join us on the 1st of July this summer uh, for that event. And you can register for that online as well. Just go to silverbirchranch.org and then click on the summer tab for that as well. And uh, yeah. it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Or, or if you have kids that you want to send to summer camp this summer, registrations are open, so you can go take a look at yep. that. Yep. You know, the other thing is this winter, uh, we have something we call Winter Jam that's, that's right. coming up. 
That's right. And, and that's coming up uh, in January 3rd, 4th, and no, no, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's right. February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Yep. So um, what is that about? Who, who's invited to come? February. Yeah, this is uh, to junior and high school students. So this year we're actually opening up to junior high students. So we'd love to have you come out. Uh, we get Jeff to come up and join us, and we actually try to record some of you guys uh, and get some of what, what's going on in your guys' brains and lives and hearts, and, and that way we could use it on the show. But it's a great time just to come out, enjoy the snow, enjoy getting to know some of the other people your age. Who's and, speaking this year? And it's actually myself. I'm there speaking. you go. So it'll, it, you know, hopefully uh, it'll be a good speaker. We're looking looking forward to that. We're, we're looking forward to having Jason speak, and, and we'd love to have you guys come. If you're in junior high, high school, you know, get it on your calendar. How do they sign up for that again? Uh, they could either uh, bug their youth pastor to get in touch with me, and they could sign up as a youth group. Otherwise, they can go onto our website and click on the Winter Jam uh, banner, and that'll take them to the registration page where they can come and sign up and, and join us for that. Very so. good. Silver Birch Ranch, if you've never been to a camping experience like Silver Birch Ranch, it is worth checking out. I love going up, and I'm looking forward to Winter Jam weekend. And, and that's always a fun weekend for high schoolers just to hang out. I mean, there's so many things that happen, especially Christmas time. And January seems to be a good month where, yeah, you get back into the school routine, and then it's like, bam, Winter Jam is here. And it's like, oh, it's such a fun weekend. You get to go tubing. You can do some fun, fun stuff outdoors. Hopefully, it's not as cold as it has been that weekend. But that's true. It's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a fun time. And and if you've never been up to a camping experience, lots of great opportunities. So I encourage you to check that out, guys. Uh, it's I look forward to the many different times you get to come up and and especially interacting with some of the NBI students who are up there. Can you guys talk a little bit about what's happening with this class at NBI? You know what? Every year we have about thirty students that come for the year. And they really come here. It's a college program for one year. Many Christian colleges take our credits. And basically, you're learning the Bible, and you're learning how to serve God. You're learning how to die to yourself. That, those are the two real goals. And uh, I encourage young people, when you're done with high school, take a year, learn the Bible, learn how to serve people. It's something I don't care what profession you go into, you're going to need to know. You might as well get a good foundation there. And we love doing that here at Silver Birch Ranch. So you, you can find more information there at, at Nicolay Bible Institute, nicolaybibleinstitute.org, or you can go right to the Silver Birch Ranch site and get yourself over there. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com. It's our special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. Join the Christmas tweet back right now on social media. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Show us what your Christmas is like. And now, back to the show. So, Jeff, what about Christmas in your household? Do you Are you early decorators or do you have a not until after Thanksgiving rule? We are after Thanksgiving. I don't know if there's necessarily a rule about it, but the last couple of years, last year we were a little bit sooner than this year. This year we were the weekend after Thanksgiving had passed, so we went and got our Christmas tree. And then, you know, then it's just putting out decorations and, you know, getting the tree decorated, putting some trinkets out and and stuff like that. Nothing really flashy, though. I mean, I've gone to some Christmas parties with some of my family members and extended family that do a lot of Christmas trees, a lot of decorating. I couldn't do that. I mean, I, I have just enough struggle with just one tree and that in, and most of it, I'll be honest, most of it my wife decorates because she has a particular way of doing it. If you're listening, you might have that similar wife where it's got to be just so. Um, I'm much better at getting it, getting the tree out from the car and putting it in the house, you know, un- untwining it and then just let my wife go to work and she enjoys doing that. And I have no problem letting her just 
do that and then help where it needed um it's more of just kind of making sure my boys don't you know take the ornaments <laughs> and just kind of bash them over each other's heads and you know that sort of thing but we're not early what i would say early decorators but it is a fun time of year i mean it, it's just different i mean yeah you see the commercials you can get into the commercialization of christmas i just enjoy the spirit of christmas you know the focus that we have in, in preparing for the time that we celebrate is christ coming to this world god made a way for all of us to have relationship with him. And it came not because he stayed as like what we call a watchmaker God, but he came and invaded our personal living space. He came physically to this world. And so there's so much to rejoice about, so much joy that can be found in Christmas. And it's not because of anything that this world has ever manufactured. Nobody ever came up with the biggest present, the biggest wrapped gift on earth. And that's what we get to look forward to is unwrapping that. No, the biggest gift came in such an insignificant small way. You know, even among animals that were just lowly animals in a manger. I mean, of all ways, God would decide to bring in his son to this world. There was no fanfare, really. There was no, you know, shining lights and Las Vegas skyline. None of this. Like, it wasn't this big prestigious performance. It was God came down. There's this baby. Just so modest, so in a way insignificant. And that's how God works. He works in the insignificant parts of of life. So whether you have an elaborate Christmas decoration set up in your home or you just have some real simple or maybe no decorations, it doesn't matter because really God takes even the most insignificant moments and makes big significant things from them. And so that's that's really the way that I approach Christmas every year. I don't care if we have a tree. I don't care if we have decorations put out. I tell my wife this, we don't have to do what everybody else does. We can enjoy what anybody else does. We could go out and look at lights, but I just, I I find so much joy in just being able to reflect that God would actually come to this earth. Titus 3, 3 through 7. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Tara, maybe you've experienced this as well now as an adult, but Christmas isn't always as it once was. You know, oftentimes as an adult, we think about how Christmas used to be as kids growing up. We have happy memories. So many of us have had happy memories of Christmas. Not everybody, but I think you and I can probably agree that we had some really good Christmases. But now as an adult, and especially for those who aren't close to home, this can sometimes be a difficult time of year for some, especially if it's a Christmas at home away from home. I completely understand that. There were times when, especially now being older, you know, I wonder if all those traditions didn't happen, would I still feel, would I be really sad at Christmas because I didn't have the, the same traditions I'd always done every year? And I was thinking about it this morning and thinking about one Christmas that I actually didn't spend with my family. I lived in Las Vegas. I was doing work out there with trafficking victims and I wasn't able to come home for Christmas. And I thought at first it's not going to be a big deal. It's just another day. It'll pass by and everything will go on as usual. 
But um, I remember when the day came, I was really kind of sad. I Skyped with my family and I was sad that they were all there and I I couldn't be there. But I was living with uh, two roommates at the time and their families weren't around either. So we ended up making our own Christmas tradition. I guess we really only did it that one year. So it wasn't necessarily a tradition, but it was neat. I actually got to introduce them to some of my family traditions. My grandma always made Christmas cookies and she would, this is the secret, she would use white chocolate as the frosting for the Christmas cookies. That is the best. So two of my roommates had never made Christmas cookies. So I I taught them how to make Christmas cookies. Um, For Christmas breakfast, we had scrambled eggs and hot dogs with cream cheese, which is actually really good that one of my roommates, she learned about that from Philadelphia. She had visited there and said, let's do this. So we all pitched in. We added to our Christmas feast and we had different things that each person made. And it was just a great time together. And then I think that afternoon I went to see a movie with a friend of mine. Those were all things I had never done for Christmas before, but it's about, it was just great to be with other people too. So if you don't have family around, that doesn't mean that Christmas can't be special. Find someone that, find some friends to get together or go to a place like a homeless shelter or or reach out to people who might also not have family or someone to care for them or traditions. Be together with people. I think that's what's important. Reach out to someone else who might not have family around too. John three sixteen through 18 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This concludes our special Christmas edition of HopeNet Radio. We hope that by the end of this episode, you have been encouraged that your Christmas is a little bit warmer, it's a little bit brighter, even if it's to the end of it or you're already into next week, not even concerned about Christmas anymore. We really hope that this true spirit of Christmas would last not just for a day or even a weekend, but would last for the entire year. Christmas is all about God making a way to have a right relationship with Him. If tonight that's new to you, you've never considered having a relationship with God, I want you to know, number one, God desires to have a relationship with you. That matters. And you need to have a relationship with Him, or this world is not going to make sense. And not only that, but there's eternity at stake. Have a conversation with one of our live coaches tonight on HopeNet360.com. You can download these and past episodes of HopeNet Radio for free by subscribing to our HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Visit HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And you can find show notes there. We do have show notes for all of our episodes. And while you're there, you can leave us a comment. Let us know how we can improve the show. Let us know topics you'd like to hear us discuss. And the new year, 2017, is right around the corner. Of course, our live Twitter chat, the tweet back, is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTB. You can follow HopeNet360 on social media using the at HopeNet Radio handle on most social platforms. Just visit HopeNet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week, you could save a life. One more time, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from all of us here on HopeNet Radio.